Hey, Mia? Yeah. What's the podcast about? Oh, God, Alice, I don't know. Um, I think we'll probably discuss our transitions and our own experiences. I think what the podcast came out of our collaborations as writers, uh, where we were focusing on personal experience, really personal storytelling, um, and back and forth. So comparing our experiences across generations. Certainly, we're going to talk about the trans experience. Obviously, that's going to center the trans feminine experience because, duh, it's the only <laughs> thing we know. Um, it's going to frame that experience between me transitioning three decades ago and you transitioning now. Right. Um, three days ago. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sell yourself short, girl. You've got a lovely ass. to Alice and Mia, the show where we talk about cis stuff. Is that true? Trans stuff, women's stuff, and do our best to keep it easy on the heavy stuff. I'm Miriam Suzanne. I'm Alison Washington. And welcome to the conversation that centers your question and our very best attempt to come up with an answer. Or failing that, at least a clever way <laughs> of dodging the question. Go to alisonmia.com for more. <laughs> hey, Alice. It's good to talk to you. How are you? I am shockingly anxious. I, I am as anxious as a trans girl <laughs> stepping out in a skirt for the very first time. Oh, that's, that's anxious. <laughs> How are you, love? Oh, I'm doing okay. I had a, a rough run in with my brunch this morning. so With your brunch? <laughs> yeah, it didn't settle well with my stomach. So uh, You're supposed to kill it first. <laughs> I should have thought of that. <laughs> Does that mean you're going to be jumping up during the pod? No, I think I've taken care of it, but uh, we'll see. Well, thank you for sharing. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> oh, God. So what are we doing today? Yeah, that's a good question. I think you had some questions from the readers. Uh, yeah. So I reached out to my readers and um, the first question I got was from Ariadne in Athens, Greece. Hi, Ariadne. Hello. No, that's not me. She, she will have said hello because I know she's listening. Ariadne identifies herself as, quote, a Greek trans woman who loves podcasts and dinosaurs. I happen to know that last as a shout out to Life of Bria by my friend Sabrina. Sabrina, if you're listening, you are adored by a very pretty Greek girl. Oh. Call me. <laughs> Ariadne asks, are you ready? Yes. How, how did the two of you meet? Good question. Uh, I think we were just fangirls for a while. I think I fangirled on you and then you fangirled on me. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you, found, you found some of my writing online and you commented uh, and we started a conversation. Mm-hmm. By the way, um, if you all get a chance, you should look over, um, what is it, Gender Fragments, I think it's called. Yeah, Body and piece. Gender Fragments. Body and Gender Fragments, absolutely fabulous piece. Oh, thank you. Um, that uh, sort of made made me um, fangirl all over you. Yeah. Yeah, so that's how we met. <clears throat> and then um, I think you made the mistake of reading some of my stuff, and then we <laughs> just got our, our own little kind of one-on-one -on -one going. Sure. So Ariadne also is asking another question, okay. which uh, we're not going to be able to answer. She, she <laughs> asks, uh, what similarities, similarities and differences do you have to which I want to respond very? Uh, yeah. So anyway, I want to answer Ariadne's question, but first we need to know who we are so that okay. we can talk about how we're different. So who are you? Oh, I was afraid you would ask that. <laughs> Yeah, you know, actually, to get ready for the pod here, I took some notes. Okay. Because uh, it's actually not that easy to say who you are. Sure. Have you ever tried? Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was thinking about what it means to be a something, because we get into all these boxes, don't we? Sure. We're, we're all very fond of saying, I can't be defined. I'm not a box. <laughs> but it's like, if you don't know that I'm female, a trans woman, you know, an older generation, blah blah then the things I have to say on this podcast don't really have very much meaning if you can't put them to context. But 
as soon as you list out a list of these sort of labels for yourself, uh-huh. they all turn out to be wrong. Yeah. So here we go. Okay. My name is Allison. I'm an older generation, fe- f- f- <laughs> older generation female femme, AMAB, white, Western European, liberal, progressive, atheist, <gasps> mentally and physically able, able, post-transition trans woman of multiple nationality who is a straight, monogamous, submissive, and a survivor of assault, rape, and suicide. Yeah. Uh, okay. There's a problem. There's we, a problem with all of that. None of that is true. Right. None of it's true on its own. Is that what you mean? There's a list of problems with it. Okay, so first of all, even if you shovel in all that female, femme, assigned male, and trans, it still doesn't completely explain sure. my gen- my gender. Sure. Also, I don't identify as trans. That's right. Uh, you say formerly trans. Is that right? Yeah, well, that's something we get to talk about. But yeah. that's not the end of the problems because you see, <laughs> I'm not really, I'm not actually white. Right. I'm not culturally Western. Mm-hmm. I was not born in Europe. Okay. I said I was atheist, but I partially identify as Catholic. That's a problem. My, <laughs> my philosophical pra- practice is approximately Buddhist. Uh huh. I said I'm mentally able, but I'm neurodivergent. Mm-hmm. And I sometimes sleep with non-men, which doesn't make me very straight necessarily. <laughs> and in the end run of things, I'm really not all that sure I'm monogamist. Right. And uh, as you know already, I don't always go by Allison. That's right. So I'm going to try again, okay? Okay. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Hi, I'm Alice, an older generation, femme, cis-normative, white, indigenous American, Western European, multinational, okay. liberal progress liberal, progressive, atheist, Catholic, Buddhist, assigned male, post-transition, formerly transgender woman and mother of one, who is neurodivergent and mentally and physically able, heteroflexible, polycurious, submissive, and a survivor of assault, rape, and suicide, and also dengue fever that one time. (laughs) Uh, That's a good addendum Uh, there at the end. All all subject to change. Sure. Um, Mia Amore, what are your boxes? Oh, uh, I don't have them listed out in quite the same way. Uh, <laughs> I, I, for a long time, identified as genderqueer. Uh, what does that mean? Yeah. Well, yeah what, what does, does that, that mean, mean to you? Mm-hmm. Um, at, at that point, I felt like I didn't understand gender and I didn't know what mine was. And then I transitioned and I feel much more settled in it. Uh, I think I would still call myself a genderqueer trans woman, um, uh, lesbian, bisexual. Uh, I feel like those aren't simple um, or maybe pansexual, depending on how you want to use those words. Um, I think I'm femme of center. I'm not high femme. I mean, I'm wearing jeans and a T-shirt. Um, no, but you sure clean up nice, girl. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> You do too, and I think uh, more often than me. Oh, I'm, I am I am uniformly femme. Yeah, I'm one of these chicks that can't go to the grocery store without makeup. Right, and and heels. I went to the grocery store this morning without makeup or heels. So, <laughs> so I think that makes me femme of center. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, you know, white atheist, all sorts of other things. Uh, so that you I'm are sure atheist. All, yeah, hmm. and I'm sure other labels will come up as we go, and they change all the time. You know, I like to think of it. There was this change in computers a while back, uh, from using folders for everything to using tags, uh, and I like to think of identity labels that way. Uh, it doesn't work uh, to slip us into folders. Uh, it does work when you have tags that can build on each other and come and go. Uh-huh. So that makes me more open to labels. I'm happy to I'm happy to just slap on labels and I don't worry about it as much. More I, like post-it notes. Right. <laughs> I can I can take them off anytime. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. just a little bit of sticky residue. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, that'll come off with a little acetone. <laughs> oh, God, where are we, love? 
Oh, who knows? Uh, did, we answer, did we answer Ariadne's well, question? Well, we, we did each of, uh, of who we are, uh-huh. um, which we sort of did. And then her question was... Uh, the similarities and differences. Similarities and differences. Well, actually, I want to tell a quick little story here okay. about something that I thought was a similarity and then I thought was a difference, but maybe, in fact, be a similarity. Sure. And so here's a funny thing. Um, <laughs> one of the things – oh, this even pings back to the, what the podcast is about. One of okay. the things the podcast is about is that we don't necessarily know what we're talking about. <laughs> Speak for Which, yourself. <laughs> Hush up, girl. It's abundantly obvious to anyone who has stayed listening as long as they have to this point. Um, and I think it's really important to know that you walk in the world not knowing what's going on. That's right. I think it's really important. And I think when you get into issues around gender, mm-hmm. it becomes extremely important because nobody knows what's going on. And frankly, no one ever has. Right. What, what we're finding out is what we think we, we knew about, we didn't know about. Yeah. And that's going to be one of the themes here going straight on through. Oh, geez, we've got hours on that topic. Exactly. And it means that we're going to be making mistakes and staying, and we're going to be saying stupid shit. (laughs) We're going to get it wrong. (laughs) Yeah. You know, listeners Mm -hmm. are going to write in and say, hey, you twats. (laughs) <laughs> you had this all backward. You're talking about my identity and you got it ass yeah. for nuts. Right. <laughs> and sometimes they'll be mad at us. And we have to accept the fact that we and everybody are going to get it wrong. So here's the funny yeah. story, which is that when you and I first met, everything I read and everything, I assumed you were a trans woman. Yeah, I am a trans woman. Well, you never actually said that. Oh. You never actually said that at that point. And I didn't, I didn't realize that you hadn't said that until we got to, I think, the point that we actually were corresponding for a while. I think it had been some time. I think it was before we started Twined Fragments. Uh-huh. And you said something, and I realized my heart hit the pavement because it suddenly dawned on me that I had been she, her, and you, uh-huh. and I had never asked your pronouns. And it dawned on me that you were probably <laughs> non-binary. Uh-huh. Something you said led me to conclude that, on the contrary, I think I you, said you I'm weren't non-binary. a woman. Yeah, well, that could have been, <laughs> you know, which I read to be that you're not a woman. I'm like, oh, right. I totally stuck my foot in my mouth. You didn't, that. and well, I didn't know. So I'm getting all profuse. Oh my yeah. god, me! I am so sorry if I've been misgendering <laughs> you this whole time. I am just ashamed. Yeah, because you... I I made an assumption. Yeah, actually, you didn't. Um, if you look back through those early writings, I do several times call myself a trans woman and also give my pronouns. Um, so you may not have remembered the exact lines, uh, but it is entirely fair that you picked it up from there. Um, <laughs> well, and then I shocked you by also calling myself uh, non-binary. <laughs> <laughs> And for those of you who are uh, tuned in and are not already familiar with all of the discussions going on uh-huh. in Transland <laughs> over gender identity, welcome to our world. And this is going to get really interesting. Anyway, I, what I wanted to underscore was just that you make assumptions without even realizing sure. you're making assumptions. And sometimes those assumptions have consequences. And all you can say is, hey, people, I'm sorry, I'll do better. Sure. I mean, I think the other part of that is that uh, identities aren't simple. I consider myself both a trans woman uh, with an emphasis on the woman part and also a not entirely binary feeling. Um, hmm. So uh, I think both of those can be true and uh, that's part of life. So that's something that's different. I consider myself super binary female. Yeah. And I will fight anybody that misgenders me, but uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean I feel simple about mm-hmm. me being binary. And I'll watch you fight and take bets. <laughs> well, I've lost a lot of muscle mass in the last few years. <laughs> and I can tell How's you, I was, for you? <laughs> I was not a good fighter before. <laughs> and I expect I'm worse now. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm going to try not to get into it. <laughs> yeah, well, you might not have the muscle mass, but I bet you're nastier than you were back then. <laughs> that could be. That could be. Uh, what other similarities and differences? I'm still trying to get Ar- Ariadne her answer. I know it's hopeless, but let's keep trying. 
Oh, um, yeah. I mean, I think we have some differences in the language we use, and I think that comes out of uh, language changing over time. Transsexual has mostly fallen out of favor, and this idea yeah. of formerly transgender or formerly transsexual is something that I hadn't heard until very recently, because mm -hmm. uh, it's not really a phrase we use anymore. Um, but I'm so fascinated you, I, by it. You do identify as trans. Yeah. Mm -hmm. huh. <clears throat> yeah, actually, um, I go back and forth on it. Um, it was like your, your sticky note labels. Sure. Um, so I, I put trans on, uh, for example, for the podcast, mm -hmm. because otherwise our conversation makes no sense. Right. <laughs> um, so in the contents, in, in a professional context, um, yeah, I, I, I say I'm a trans woman because otherwise we're not talking about anything. Right. But... When I talk about how I feel in myself, um, yeah, I don't consider myself trans. I consider, and this was definitely the ethos of the day when sure. I transitioned, um, was that um, tr what um, transgender, or then what we call transsexual, which is applied specifically to medical transition, right. is that you were, you were transsexual from the point that you got your diagnosis okay. to the point... To the point that you literally specifically finished transition, there was a very clear marker for that at that time. Right. And transition which, was all or nothing, and it all happens within, what, one year? Two years? It, the, the minimum was one year. Okay. And, and, and I, I, I did it in 12 months and two weeks. Wow. Um, yeah, and there were reasons for that. Um, right. One, one of them being that being in, in transition at that time was fucking dangerous. Right. Um, because you couldn't get your documents until you'd had surgery, yeah. which meant that you were always open to really... I mean, if you got stopped by a cop, you were in serious trouble. Right. In that day. You always carried your doctor's letters. You went, yeah. ar you went around with a letter from your endocrinologist and a letter wow. from, your, from your psychologist explaining what you were with the diagnostic codes and everything. And right. That, that would keep you from getting hurt sometimes. Yeah. Wow. And uh, now, uh, for me, I couldn't say exactly when my transition started. I mean, there's the moment that I first called myself trans. That's like two and a half years ago. Um, but I had started changing my pronouns before that. And I had started changing uh, my clothes even longer ago. Uh, and then I changed my name about two years ago. And then I started hormones a little less than two. Like, and I don't know where is the start? And I couldn't tell you also uh, where it would end. I don't, I don't see an end to transition. It just uh, feels a bit that's, nebulous. That's really how things are now. Yeah. And I think in a lot of ways, that's much more real mm -hmm. because, um, I, you know, as a number of people have said, everyone is always in transition. Right. You know? You know, I finished medical, finished, quote unquote, medical transition um, uh, Christmas of 1989. Right. Um, but I am not the person I was the week after that. Sure. I'm very different to who I was then. My understanding of womanhood is different to what it was then. Right. My but understanding at, of myself is different. Sure. But at that point, you consider yourself formerly transsexual. That is the very exactly the term we used. Yeah. Um, it was it was made very clear that we were now quote unquote just normal women. You know, one of the things we're going to be getting into in this podcast as as we go forward in the weeks is the incredible fluidity there is in the language right now. Sure. So so you have people that are um, saying that you know we don't say transsexual anymore. We say mm -hmm. transgender. Um, you know that, and then you have other people, including transsexuals who are saying no -uh. right no th those are two different things uh they're saying transgender is this vague umbrella term that covers all this other shit that uh -huh. we are not and you know we are quote unquote true transsexuals meaning <laughs> we take hormones we go under the knife we change everything and we move on yeah true right. trans that's, uh, That's I don't I don't want to talk shit about the vast majority of people who identify as transsexual and are not true trans. Right, okay. for sure. They they are men and women who see, who have a particular view 
which I myself am a product of, right. um, about what it means to go through this process. Uh, true trans is something else. Uh, true scum <laughs> is something we'll talk about. Uh, true scum, uh, take what, what I just described and extend it uh, to applying to everyone else and saying, you only get to be trans if you fit this pattern. Right. So and that's, it, that's really not okay. Right. Telling other people how to identify or how not to. Well, it's no different to a certain class of feminist that says you can't be a woman because I say so. Right. Yeah. It's like, excuse me. Yeah, there's something else interesting in there with the shifting language um, that has to do with the difference between umbrella terms and and personal identities, uh, mm -hmm. where where the term trans is both. Uh, so I can, uh, <laughs> and, and that's, that's true in a lot of ways. Uh, gender queer would be another one. I feel like that's an umbrella term for, I feel like it could cover drag queens. It could cover, uh, just a huge range. Um, but as personal identities, uh, it may be much more narrow who actually mm -hmm. identifies with the term. Mm -hmm. So that's always interesting, just that difference between what we use sort of as political umbrellas and what we use personally. Right. So um, there are keywords in all this. So if you hear someone describe themselves as former, tr formerly transgender or as a f former transsexual or mm -hmm. as a man or woman of trans history or a okay. man or woman, um, what, what's the other one? Um, well, I don't think uh, I had heard that one. Yeah, that is one that is used. Those are all clues that you're talking to someone who considers themselves, quote unquote, a normal man or woman who once went through this process. Right. And I'm, by the way, putting normal in quotes there because I realize that's a loaded term because I'm the one who wrote a paper on why that's a loaded term. And you can find that, too, if you look at my work. Oh, for sure. And I feel like that's that's um, that's the origin of the of of queer theory. The origin of queer theory is sort of this, uh, we can't use the word normal anymore because we don't know what it means. Yeah. Uh, and usually, usually it means a power dynamic that, uh, that well, is that's exactly, yeah, that's exactly what it means. It means us, mm -hmm. not you. Right. It's all it is all it ever means. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. We've gone way down the primrose <laughs> path. What were we talking about? Well, I think we did our best to answer the question. Oh, similarities uh, and differences. Yeah. Do we I have mean, any similarities? We're both we're both trans women. <laughs> I don't know. I, you haven't quite decided if you're a female yet, have you? Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay then. See, I don't know what gender queer is. <laughs> yeah. Well, so to me, so there's this problem where, um, and I think it's a little bit easier to talk about with sexuality. Um, where we talk about sort of as though there's a simple continuum, right? And just straight mm -hmm. on one end and gay on the other end. I want to know at what point along that line, moving from the edge, at what point do you become bisexual? And in my mind, it's very broad. As soon as I start moving in from the edge, I am bisexual, whether mm -hmm. or not I ever make it anywhere near the middle. Right. Um, and again, this is an oversimplification. Uh, it's probably not a simple straight line. Uh, but I consider myself bisexual because I am not exactly at the edge. And I think other people use the term bisexual to mean I am exactly in the middle. Uh -huh. um, so I think about genderqueer the same way. Um, I am definitely a woman, uh, uh -huh. but I don't see myself being exactly at an edge. Um, hmm. I see myself being somewhere on the woman side <laughs> of things shading toward the pink <laughs> exactly i am i am definitely woman of center <laughs> and in my mind this is one of the reasons we get this um this trope that comes up over and over again of like bisexuality is just a stepping stone to gay and uh Genderqueer is just a stepping stone to transition. And in my mind, I think, well, yeah, the genderqueers who struggle the hardest are the ones that are on the wrong side, even if they are still genderqueer. Uh, and the, the bisexuals who struggle the most are the ones who are seen on the wrong side, right? Uh -huh. So uh, you are... If you're struggling with your gender, you transition may be useful, 
whether or not you consider yourself binary. Hmm. Okay, that's a really good way of thinking about it. <clears throat> I'll just say, this goes with being an older generation, one thing we haven't talked about is the fact that um, I only entered the trans community, what is it, a year and a half ago? That's right. So I'm yeah. older than you. <laughs> and in terms of, you know, bandi bandying about terms like genderqueer and queer theory right. and and all the rest of the gobbledygook, um, you're way, <laughs> way, way older than I am. Um, because I live as a cis woman with no awareness of or contact with anything trans right. um, for 27 years. Yeah. Um, and I sort of popped out into the trans universe uh, June of 2016. Right. And I, uh, had, before, I had both Caitlyn Jenner and Laverne Cox in my living room before I transitioned. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I think what sort of got my attention was the whole Jenner thing. You know, mm -hmm. and only because only because you couldn't get away from it. Sure. You, you know, I, I can assure you I did my best to ignore it. <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to say I was happier to have one of those in my living room than the other one. <laughs> well, no, I just I just mean having transgender in the news sure. was something something that I tuned out because I wanted absolutely nothing to do with it. Uh, I mean, you failed at that. I mean, it, it, and I suppose that sounds horrible now. Yeah, but I I paid a very high price for my anonymity. Yeah. Um, after I transitioned, um, I I went into the woodwork as we called it, mm -hmm. uh, meaning that um, I left all my friends and family behind. Uh, wow. And moved moved to a different city with a different name and never told anybody. And that was required by the doctors at that point. Is that right? It wasn't required by the doctors okay. per se, but it was it was the expectation. I mean, there were, right. you know, people around. Kate Bornstein, for example, I think was around sure. about that time or or shortly thereafter. You know, and they and these people were disparagingly called professional trans transsexual. Right. Actually professional T word, if you know what I right. mean. Right. Yep. Um Which is a word she uses, uh, Kate Bornstein. But what I'm saying is that in terms of those of us who were quote unquote mainstream transsexuals, whatever that means, <laughs> but but in this day, it meant that we planned to become normal women and disappear right. into society. We called it assimilation. Right. Um, those of us who planned to assimilate, uh, something like a professional tranny uh, mm -hmm. was just the most horrible thing to be out there because we didn't want cis people to know about us. Right. They, uh, their visibility makes it more dangerous. We want to be invisible. And, yeah. um, and to do that, you have to do things like what I did. And, right. um, and then I mean, there's a reason for that. There's a reason to be invisible. That's, that's required for your safety at that point. It was, it was then. Yeah. And, you know, and I have debates with friends of mine as to whether it still is. Right. I um, don't think that's a settled question. Mm -mm. So um, the point of all that was, oh, that, <laughs> that, that I reappeared. Yes, yes, you are older than I am in terms of understanding the nuances and language uh, and, and progressive development of understanding around gender and queerness. Right. Um, because for the last quarter century, I've been effectively a white cis woman living in suburbia. Right. Uh, with no clue as to what was going on. Okay, yeah. I wasn't in suburbia, but anyway. Um, yeah. And avoided hearing about or thinking about. I mean, if if the, if the T word came up, I just turn around and go the other way because I want that has nothing to do with me. Sure. No, it's I mean, it's interesting for me to think about because I have uh, some sense that I feel like that would be terrible and some sense that I'm jealous of it. Uh, and that's it's, complex. It's both. Yeah. Um, and it continues to be both. Um, you know, since since I did reappear in the trans world, obviously I've moved rather quickly because it's now my profession. I am now a professional tranny. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, as, as Washington, Washington is a pen name. Right. Um, I am still completely woodworked in my private life. I... I do right. not want anybody to know. I am I'm not walking around with the I survived testosterone t-shirt on. Right. Um 
And I'm not saying I never will, but I have a very difficult time imagining myself doing so. Right. Um, yeah. I'm just, I'm just too frightened, right. to be honest. Well, and, and I feel in some ways similar. I mean, it's interesting. I am not, I am not word worked in my private life, but when I leave the house, uh, I am. Uh, I mean, if I'm interacting with strangers, I don't tell them right away. Uh, I don't make a point of it. I don't wear shirts that say it. Um, so I feel like in most public situations, I am in some way woodworked. Mm -hmm. uh, which is another big thing to get into, uh, passing and... Well, yeah, the passing discussion. Yeah. We'll have to do about 17 episodes <laughs> on stealth and passing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, talk about a can of worms. Uh-huh. Well, it sounds like we have a lot of other episodes to get to. We do. All right. Do you want to get into this? Into Mia, this? we're reading from from chapter two of Twined Fragments. Great. Um, which you can find for Twined Fragments. Again, go to the website, aliceandmia.com, or you can just Google Twined Fragments. This is chapter two, Shifting Nouns. And to explain what's going on here... Um, this is me and Mia flipping back and forth. Uh, each of us pulls a little nugget out of our um, out of our memory, mm -hmm. and then uh, and sort of encapsulates that. And then uh, the other one will take that and use that to trigger a memory of her own. And we go back and forth and back and forth. Chapter two: Shifting nouns. Mia. I'm standing here in a group of women, all strangers. They're warm and kind, inclusive, as though I'm any other woman. Am I? I've seen myself in the mirror. I find me disorienting. What do they see that I don't? Why aren't they laughing at me? Mia, 2017, 34, passing. Hmm. So that was just, uh, what, a year or two? That was, the, oh, that was this year. That was this year. That was earlier this year. I thought, I thought you were 35. I am. It turns out oh some, some birthdays happen in the middle of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike mine. Uh, you find you disorienting. I was just, I was thinking that, you know, mirrors seem to have two modes, dysphoria and euphoria. Yeah. And I think that's, I don't think that's a trans thing. I think that's a woman thing. I think the, I think that's right. I mean, I think there is definitely a shift. I I remember the moment when I was first trying on clothes, and realized uh, that I that I wasn't trying on a gender anymore. That when I was looking in the mirror, I was just looking to see whether the clothes fit. Uh, and there's there is a shift there. There's a shift that uh -huh. happens. Huh. Yeah. You know, I can finally hate my body for the normal reasons. <laughs> oh, God. You go, girl. Yeah, I know. Well, that, that's what I'm thinking. It's like you can look in the... And, and this can happen in very short succession on the same day as you look in the mirror and you go, hey, girl. Yeah. And then you can look in that same mirror and you just see the dude in a dress. Yeah. That fucking you know, even, mirror. <laughs> even decades later. It's, yeah. It's... Oh, that's depressing. Now you've got me depressed. <laughs> well, no, I just, no, again, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't think cis women are seeing dude in a dress, but yeah, but they're yeah. definitely being dysmorphic. They're seeing, I mean, I mean, look at anorexia. I mean, sure. they're seeing, they're not yeah. seeing themselves as they actually are. Yeah. They're seeing an imagined, reinterpreted, hideous version. Alice, give a, me some, give me some optimism. Repeat after me. It gets better. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Honey, it gets better. It's already getting better. Now, Great. time <laughs> runs. I, I will tell you one thing from where I sit, okay? Uh -huh. And this isn't, uh, this isn't to feel bad about, but it's something to be aware of. Is time runs in one direction. Yeah. And you're, you're never going to be hotter than you are now, girl. So <laughs> go for it. You know, there's a thing. I've always wanted to be older until now. This is the first time where I, in my life where I didn't want to be older. Than yeah, I am. That, that's because you've realized you're not a guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> guy, guys get to be distinguished. Uh-huh. We, well, we get to be unfuckable. I'm okay with that. 
I just <laughs> can I be Jame Duty Dench? Uh, <laughs> she is my idol. <laughs> Uh, or, uh, I mean, yeah, uh, Kate Bornstein, I would go for that. Uh, she's not my type. <laughs> Sh- shall I read? Sure. His shocked disbelief is so comical that I cannot help but laugh. He shakes his head, turns away, turns back, his mouth agape, his expression searching, confused. I have to repeat myself before comprehension finally dawns. Oh, well, I always knew something was off. (laughs) Allison, 2017, 60, passing bullshit. When did, uh, who is this? I mean, you don't have to give us a name. Is this, this is somebody. This is, now this is a guy. Yeah. Um, and it was one of this is um, earlier this year when I was sort of challenging myself on whether or not to be out. Okay. Which I've way pulled back from, as you can tell by our earlier discussion. Right. But there was a point at which I was thinking, you know, maybe I want to be out. And I was in a situation where there were people that didn't know I was trans. Okay. And, there, and, it, and it was a safe situation where I didn't have to worry about having anything leak back into my real life. Okay. So I told this guy that mm-hmm. I was trans. And uh-huh. he absolutely he absolutely <laughs> shit a muffin. And then and then claimed it was he, all uh, because, he expected I mean, it. I mean it was just hysterical. I mean and and this is yeah, this is how it is, right? Yeah. Is is you know, they just can't believe it because yeah. you know, because unless you've actually I mean even those of us who have been through this, who know dozens and dozens of people who've been through this, you see the before and after after pictures. Yeah. I mean it just doesn't seem possible. That and you know? I think our society has gone out of the way uh, to insist that trans women are just bad drag queens. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so that's what people that's yeah. what people expect to see. Uh, yeah. And when they just see women, it's uh, yeah. it's confusing. Yeah. I mean, the v- vast majority of us come out just looking like women, which is what yeah. we are. Um, so yeah, so and then they do this thing. It's called the um, the knowledge effect. If you're in, if you're into cognitive science at all, it's sure. called the knowledge effect. You can look it up. And this is the thing where it is impossible to imagine not knowing what you know. Right. Oh, that's and fascinating. This is, and this is why your friends cannot tell you whether or not you're passing. Right. Yeah, um, I actually had to remind people of that early on. Um, people yeah. would sort of out me, just assuming that I wasn't passing. And I had to yeah. be like, you know, like quit that shit. <laughs> yeah, I, uh-huh. I don't pass to you because you know, but I do pass mm. other places. So right, exactly. And and by the way, people don't ever out anybody, no matter what you think, even if you think it's okay. Just don't do it. You never know how much you're going to be endangering someone, and you cannot unring that bell. You can ruin somebody's life without yeah. even knowing you're doing it. So don't even, fucking do it. Even if we are out in other contexts, that does not mean we want to be out in every context. Yeah. And a lot of times it's just not safe to do so. So, you yeah. know, it's not it's not your information. Don't do it. Yeah. Oh, okay. here here's one. Speaking of uh, speaking of how we feel before and after. Mm hmm. I spend years convincing myself that I'm too masculine, too bulky, too something. Transition is for beautiful femme twinks, not Indiana farm boys. I grow a beard to pass as a man, but my clothes transition without me until my wardrobe looks like the women's section at Goodwill or Target. Mm -hmm. Uh, Probably both. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Eventually I break. You shaved. We celebrate with a late night snack at Breakfast King. And thank you, ladies. Come back soon. Uh, that blew my mind. For the next six mm-hmm. months, my gender is on shuffle. One person calls me sir, the next says ma'am, in the space of minutes. I noticed that Allison was only a year younger. Mia, 2015, 33. Yeah, that's um, one of the similarities uh, for Ariadne, mm-hmm. if you're still listening. Um is yeah, uh, I was thirty-two. You you were thirty-three. That's right. Um, and uh, it's one of those interesting things because we were right around the same age. Uh, you were also four, so well, that's different. That, <laughs> that is different. 
Um, so there we've got that, the similarities and the differences. Everything she yeah. wanted in that one. <laughs> in, in one nice, tidy burrito. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned the beard. I, I have a friend who calls that the trans-feminine beard of shame. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was because the last thing to go. That was the final thing to go. I know I know a girl who just shaved recently, finally. Uh -huh. um, and I know another girl who's just trying to get up the nerve, too. And it's this weird thing because, you know, a lot of guys don't don't wear beards. Sure. But it seems to be extremely common for trans women to wear wear beards, at least during sort of the final lap before they finally give up on it. Yeah, there was there was really a sense to me that I would be. I would be outing myself if I didn't have the beard. And I didn't mm -hmm. even know, I didn't even identify clearly at that point. But still, it felt dangerous. Yeah. It's funny you should say that. This this girl, as I said, is just getting up the nerve to shave uh, her beard. Mm -hmm. I'm going to call her B because mm -hmm. um, I don't want to out her. Um, yeah, B, that's the thing she told me. She said it's hysterical because I know that... Most of the men around me don't have beards, but I feel like if I shave mine, everybody's going to know I'm trans. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And at that point, I was wearing mostly mostly clothes from the women's section, like I said. Uh, so mm -hmm. it really did feel like uh, I would be trans if I didn't have the beard. Uh, that was something that, that was in my head. And I... God, uh, it's just... It's... The, the, the ringer we put ourselves through, <laughs> it's it's... And there's all this cognitive dissonance because, I mean, for Christ's sake, girl, you're dressing as a woman and going to work. <laughs> You've got clear nail polish on. Both your ears are pierced, you know, and, and, you, and, you, and you color your hair and you think a beard is going to fix this for you? <laughs> yeah, it's actually interesting. Looking back, I realized that at that point, people saw me as trans more than they do now. And it was because, <laughs> it was because of the beard. It was because the beard showed them. The beard made me their idea of a bad drag queen. Yeah. Uh, so there I was uh, being more trans than I ever was after I came out. Isn't that a hoot? Uh, Isn't that a hoot? You can say hoot. I think it's depressing. <laughs> well, you know, it doesn't have to be depressing because yeah. it's just, it's one of those really consistent things that, that I'm, I want to say probably most trans women do that or something very similar. I think that's true. Yeah. Anyway, you shaved. I shaved. Yeah. Do you still shave? That's none of my business. Uh, I do. I have also had some laser hair removal, uh, but not enough that I'm entirely done shaving. Has it gotten better? Much better. Oh, mm -hmm. drastically better. Of all the dysphoria-inducing things, what's the worst? Oh, that's up there, I suppose. Uh, but also, you just have days. Like, you, you can't blame it on any one thing. It's just, you have those dysphoria days yeah it's hard to say what triggers them so i will tell you one thing that gets better mm -hmm. there's this funny thing that happens um the, uh, with um the innervation of tissues mm -hmm. when nerves that were doing one thing are no longer doing that thing and you can look this up in brain science for those of you who want to get uh get geeky about it um the the uh, the uh, nervous system cuts loose uh, sets of neurons in the mind that are no longer being used for something. Okay. So, for example, if you lose an arm, you'll start out with getting phantom limb pain. You'll feel nervous sensations from where the arm used to be. Right. But it, but in time, you'll lose all of that, and the neurons that were doing the arm will get appropriated to do something more useful. And eventually what happens is you can't remember what it felt like to have the arm. Right. It's really interesting. Uh, this happens with any kind of surgery that would do something yeah. like that, if you get my drift. Right. I was going to say, is arm a euphemism in this case? It is. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah. I, I actually cannot in any way, shape, or form remember what right. it was like to, to have any of that. Yeah. I just can't. I cannot remember, imagine what it would be like not to have labia, right. for example. Mm -hmm. uh, that would just be weird to not have labia. That would just be insane. 
Yeah, it is weird. I can tell you from experience, it's weird. <laughs> um, and the other thing is that the whole the whole facial hair thing yeah. is the same. I cannot remember what that felt like. Right. And it just seems very strange to, to imagine pokey things sticking out of your lips. <laughs> Even though I, I, can, I can objectively remember... You know, everything I had to go through to uh, to have that taken care of. And for those of you who have never had electrolysis, you mm -hmm. should all really give this a try at least once. It's fun. No. Uh, um, I have heard nothing but pain. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fun in the sense that if you like having needles stuck into your face <laughs> and, and hot electricity zapped through it. So you said, you're, you said you're submissive. <laughs> Uh, I am actually. You want to talk about that? Uh, I don't know if we have time right now. Okay, moving right along. Moving you talked along. About, you talked in your last fragment about your gender being on shuffle. Yeah. Which I, I mean, I remember that. Uh, so here you go. This is this is mine. <clears throat> I approach the cashier and she smiles. Did you find everything you were looking for, sir? Oof. Worse than the cat calls, her politeness takes the life out of me. I am wearing a dress, jewelry, long styled hair, varnished nails, lipstick, and I'm holding a bra and panties. I fight back the estrogen-enhanced tears. In a minute, I must go back out to face the world avoiding eye contact and painfully conscious of my voice. I mumble, I pay, and scurry away. I tense as I pass the floor manager on my way to the door. He smiles and I am caught off guard. Thanks for shopping with us, ma'am. Men have a different smile for women. I can breathe again. Yeah. Allison, 1989. 32. That's powerful. That's, that's, that's every day at the beginning of transition. There's, yeah. I, I mean, well, at the very beginning, I mean, nobody's buying into it, right? And right. you're just like, like, this is hopeless. You yeah. know, I just, I mean, we all sort of put our money on the hormones and say, God, help me, please. <laughs> um. You know, and then and then if, if you're lucky, you know, because not right. not not everybody gets this, you know, not everybody does. Um, mm -hmm. Some people have un unfortunate physical situations. Yeah. But if you are one of the fortunate ones, then you're like you say, you get to this. God, you know, it seems like it lasts only a couple of weeks. Maybe it's longer. But it's like there's these two weeks where you just kind of flipping back and forth minute to minute. And then very quickly it settles in and everything is the way about. And honey, you're through the looking glass. I remember that as months. Uh, but yeah, it is. Uh, and it is shocking how. And well, and it was interesting to me that, I mean, the day I shaved my beard, I was gendered right God, that it's night. It's so weird to hear you say that. That's, I cannot imagine oh, yeah. it. That was fucking weird. But I mean, at that point, it was only like, okay, but then it only happened 15% of the time, right? I got lucky mm -hmm. that first night, but then it wasn't consistent. Mm -hmm. um, but then it was interesting. It was like, you get a new coat and it goes up to 25%. You get new shoes and it goes up even a little bit more. And, you, and you're just thinking, this is, this is fucking crazy. But it's not the shoes of the coat, is it? I I have no idea. I mean, I think I think sometimes it is. We do a lot of gendering people based on just really surface things, and I mean, then uh, it was uh, it was three months before I started actually taking hormones, and then another. Oh, this is uh, before you started HRT. That's before I started hormones. Oh, damn, girl, you are a lucky one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, which just blew my mind because I just saw. Uh, this weird looking boy. Yeah, sure you did. There's so, that mirror again. Yeah. Hmm. All right, we've got one more here. I spend the weekend with family in Moab. Everyone doing their best, maybe. It's not enough. It's too much. I hide in my room through dinner. The feeling isn't anger. It's never anger. 
it's just this overwhelming shame and embarrassment and fear and self-loathing. And the apologies make it worse. Everyone is defensive. It's hard, you know? I know. I know. I know. Johnny slides in beside me. Hey, sis. Mia, 2017. I remember when I first read this one, when we were still writing the chapter, and it just, I fucking teared up when I read it. I really did. Well, I fucking teared up while it was happening. <laughs> it's just like those little moments of grace from someone who actually yeah. actually gets it. Yeah. And I ended up writing a longer article about this when I felt like Johnny in that moment um, helped me understand uh, what to ask for from people, like how to say, this is what helps. Um, and I thanked him for that. And he said, oh, no, you said that in one of your earlier articles. I was just doing what you told me. <laughs> oh, my God. No way. Really? Yeah. And I think I had oh, said something maybe that sort of got to it before, but I didn't understand it until he did it. Uh, and he did it right. And he, and it was, uh, that moment was so special. Huh. Yeah, no, that's, that's beautiful. And, and that's, you know, I mean, that's all any of us ever really wants. Yeah. Is, is just that acknowledgement. Yeah. It's like, you know. Instead and of argue, arguing with me about it, couldn't you just make it okay? Yeah. Um, so we're going to be reading this in each of the pods. We'll do a reading like this and discuss uh, it. But that's it for today's reading. And you can, again, follow Twine Fragments. Just Google Twine Fragments and you'll find it. Well, Mia, I guess that does it for this week. Yeah. Thank you for sticking with us through this. Even if you can't afford the dollar or euro or pound it costs to sign up, please go to patreon.com slash Alice and Mia and just click the follow link so that we can keep you up to date on what we're doing. And uh, one last favor, we really need you to do the five star thumbs up, like, subscribe. Is that on Patreon or? The five-star thing is on iTunes. The click okay. and subscribe is on YouTube. Follow us on SoundCloud. Whatever you're listening to this on, click the damn things. Click all of them. <laughs> just, just click everything, okay? <laughs> Listen, thank you all very much. Alice and Mia is written and hosted by Alison Washington and Miriam Suzanne. Our theme music is by Teacup. Gorilla. Send your questions to pod at aliceandmia.com and go to aliceandmia.com for more info. And I'll make sure to update that website with everything you need. Thank you. Great. Thank you for bye listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.